Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. But with World Wetlands Day being celebrated earlier in the month, actually it's uh, February 2nd to be exact, we thought it would be a good idea to discuss wetlands on the show today. So here's the first question, because I'm sure there's a little confusion here. What is a wetland? Well, wetlands typically have three general characteristics. They're soggy soils, water-loving plants, and of course, the water. So scientists call these hydric soils, hydrophytic vegetation, and wetland hydrology. And these are the characteristics that the conservation district looks for when we're on potential project sites because these areas are protected under the Clean Water Act passed in 1972. But just a side note, the Susquehanna County Conservation District doesn't do wetland determinations or delineations for landowners, but we can advise landowners on potential wetland conditions. Yeah, so let's, let's spend a minute looking at the status of wetlands on both the national and the county level. Um, turns out the United States is losing almost 290,000 acres of wetland each year. Historically, there was 215 million acres of wetlands in the lower 48 states, but now less than half of that remains. Now, the major threats to wetlands today come from the agriculture and commercial development. And wetlands are often the only undeveloped parcels of land in urban areas. Uh, wetlands are typically found in topographical low spots, so they've been used for all types of waste disposal historically. Uh, right here in Pennsylvania, we have about 499,000 acres of wetlands left. That's a 56% drop from pre-development era. Uh, currently, Susquehanna County has a little over 12,000 acres of wetland. This represents 2.3 of the county's total land. So let's um, ask this question. Why should anyone care about wetlands in the first place? I mean, are there any benefits to owning wetlands or living near wetlands? Aren't they just a waste of space? So for much of our country's early history, we kind of had this crazy view that wetlands could be, and should be, I guess, considered wastelands. So in other words, the only way wetlands could be useful is if they were drained. And drained wetlands would then become prime land for development or agriculture. But it turns out that that idea was way off. So wetlands have some ridiculously amazing benefits that we're going to attempt to work our way through during the show. And we'll stop along the way and discuss a species that has become an expert engineer in wetland development. And this species also gets a bad rap. Uh, wetlands act as a natural sponge, believe it or not. So during high precipitation events, wetlands are able to take on that excess water rather than letting it run right into our waterways. So we know this at the conservation district. Um, of course, over the last 20 years or so, as the northeastern part of the U.S. has seen what some would say a 53% increase in precipitation when compared to precipitation events from 1901 to 1995. If you live in the northeast, you can verify this information, right? Yeah, so 
we don't just seem to get passing showers anymore. It's more like downpours accumulating to one or two inches. Thankfully, we have wetlands to reduce the dramatic impacts of flash flooding. This leads us to another great benefit of wetlands. As that excess water soaks into the ground, rather than running off into waterways, wetlands filter the water. So the water moves around plants, allowing the suspended sediment to drop out and settle to the wetland floor. And then nutrients from fertilizer application, manure, leaking septic tanks, and municipal sewage, you know, all the nasty stuff, gets dissolved in the water. So these nasty pollutants are often absorbed by plant roots and microorganisms in the soil. Other pollutants stick to soil particles. A good portion of the time, this filtration process removes much of the water's nutrients and pollutant load by the time it leaves a wetland. Some types of wetlands are so ridiculously good at this filtration function that environmental managers construct artificial wetlands to treat stormwater and wastewater. So here's a question for you. Name a couple of places on Earth that contain the most species. Um, I think right off the bat I can think of rainforests. Rainforests are pretty productive, a lot of different animal species. Right, so wetlands are also some of the most biologically productive natural ecosystems in the world. Scientists compare wetlands to tropical rainforests and coral reefs in their productivity and the diversity of species they support. Abundant vegetation and shallow water provide diverse habitats for fish and wildlife. So we are speaking of species, and as mentioned earlier, there are a couple who really assist us with wetland development and filtration of that polluted water that we mentioned. Any guesses who they are? Well, beavers are one of the main ones. Yeah, beavers and uh, mussels as well. The beavers are found in many wetlands that have permanent water with a variety of shrubs and trees adjacent to that water. Uh, when we think of beavers building dams, we often think of flooding and other inconveniences, you know, maybe associated trees being cut down around your property. But let's focus on some of those benefits first of all. A beaver dam can actually stabilize the water levels and slow that movement of water. Uh, they create habitat for species of bird and mammals, reptiles, amphibians, fish, and invertebrates. Uh, the fish especially benefit from beaver ponds, believe it or not. The ponds created by the dams are actually rich in insects, which their population is dropping right now. Also, give invertebrates food. They provide important refugees for young fish from predators and from strong currents or spring runoff in larger streams and rivers. The deeper water in beaver ponds is cooler than shallower streams and beneficial for cold water species of fish such as trout. And uh, beaver dams also filter the sediment which we were talking about earlier. Uh, they create clean gravel stretches that fish need for spawning below the dams. But beavers aren't our only allies in the wetlands. Freshwater mussels are also an important contributor to wetland health. These natural filter feeders strain out suspended particles and pollutants from the water column and help improve water quality. Some mussels can filter up to 10 gallons of water per day. What? 10 gallons? That's crazy. Right? For such a small organism. So they help improve water quality for humans and other animals. 
and they're actually commonly used as an indicator for water quality. So a sudden increase in mortality of mussels is an indicator of a toxic contamination. The disappearance of freshwater mussels usually indicates chronic water pollution problems. And believe it or not, biologists can even measure the amount of pollutants found in mussel shells and tissue to determine the type, extent, and even timing of water pollution events. However, not all types of mussels are good for wetlands. An invasive species of mussel called the zebra mussel can have severe negative impacts. So I guess a common question when talking about zebra mussels is, you know, how can they be so negative to the environment when freshwater mussels are so beneficial? So I guess the basic answer to that is they filter out algae that native species need for food and they attach to native mussels incapacitating them. And they can also accumulate high levels of contaminants in their tissue, which increases wildlife exposure throughout the food chain. So I'm guessing you probably have some wetlands on your property or maybe your neighbor's property and maybe you can help your neighbor out, maybe you help yourself out, maybe you can help the people downstream. Um, but how do we protect the wetlands surrounding our area? Uh, one way you can do it is maintain a buffer strip of native plants and trees along the edge of this wetland. Um, it'll definitely help stabilize the banks, it'll prevent erosion, and it'll protect the health of the wetland. Um, you can avoid planting non-native species. Those invasives, you know, they're going to choke out the native species and alter that wetland function. Definitely want to stay away from pesticides and fertilizers if you can. The chemicals that these products contain can be harmful to wildlife and aquatic life. Uh, and they can also negatively impact the water quality downstream. Well, since we're talking about wetlands this week, we wanted to mention a seedling cell variety that thrives in wetter areas. So this year in our seedling cell, we have red osier dogwood for sale. And it's a woody shrub. It can reach heights of up to 20 feet. The bark and twigs have a deep reddish purple color, so it's really pretty in the winter. It kind of adds color to that winter landscape. It flowers from late June to August with a white cream colored flower, and it has white berries. As mentioned earlier, this one particularly grows well in the soils that are saturated for at least part of the growing season. Uh, it's commonly found along streams and ponds and lakes, of course within wetlands. It makes a great shrub for wetland buffers, just like I mentioned before. That'd be a great one to plant right around the outside of the wetlands on your property. Dogwoods also attract wildlife, and many birds and mammals will eat the fruit and berries off of them. Well, hey, don't forget that Susquehanna County Conservation District's on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our social media links right at the top of our website's homepage. I think that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even find our seedling sale for this year. Go online, order right on the web. 
You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors.